Hello and welcome to another episode of Wanna Be Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. I am Tiago, your host, and uh, I'm super excited for the episode today, I have to be honest, because there'll be a lot of ups and downs, a lot of emotions, and some surprises too. There'll be a surprise guest, and spoiler alert, he is the meme lord. And I guess some of you already know who he is just by this introduction. If you don't, stay until the end of the episode because I think I think it's going to be really, really cool. We are going to be speaking about meme marketing and, and that's it. I'm not going to spoil anymore. And before we start, let's give a warm welcome to the two new members of the Wannabe Entrepreneur podcast. Yes, I know what you're thinking. What, Tiago? Now you have members every week? New members every week? Yes, it's true. The business is really taking off and now I am a millionaire. No, I am not a millionaire, but it's really nice to have new people every week joining our family and by joining and becoming a member of the Wannabe Entrepreneur podcast, they are not only supporting this podcast, but they are also part of our virtual co-working space for bootstrappers. It's an amazing place filled with entrepreneurs, freelancers, bootstrappers, when we all support each other to become better and more successful. And I'm really making good friends there and I'm, I'm really enjoying spending my days basically in this virtual office. So if you want to join, you can also become a member. The link will be in the description. But let's give a warm welcome to Mary. She is the founder of earthfound.studio, which is a company that wants to help growing businesses with marketing and branding solutions. She quit her job recently to build this company and she's a specialist in branding, marketing and leadership for small businesses. So welcome to the family, Mary. And the next member is, and I hope I am able to say his name correctly, Shashank Pandey. He is actually a recent master graduate and uh, he wants to find a job now in the machine learning area together with mobile and development. Actually, he has a very good resume already for a student, which I really admire. I hope you find the mentorship you are looking for in our community. And these are the two new members. Let's now get started with today's episode. Let's play a game, a word game. I will say a word and you'll tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. And the word is addiction. For me, the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear the word addiction is drugs, gambling. Being addicted to something is always connected to a bad thing. But I always thought that it didn't affect me because I don't do drugs. I don't gamble, I have everything under control. But addiction has a much broader spectrum. You can be addicted to sugar, addicted to coffee, addicted to a person, I guess, and addicted to work, being a workaholic. I am not sure, and this is something that I'm still still trying to figure out, which is, do you need to be a workaholic to be an entrepreneur or a successful one. And Leo on Twitter is a tag is it's Leo underscore M. He asked, can you build a really good product without being obsessed? And I answered, 
I cannot. Can you? I don't know. You, you have to put so much work, especially if you are bootstrapping or scratch that, even if you're not bootstrapping, you have to dedicate your life or a big portion of your life to your work to, to make it fly. At least when you are taking off, I, I don't know, because I've, I've never taken off. My products are always still in the runway. So I, I will let you know, hopefully, further along in this journey, how it feels like. But as, at least when you are taking off, you need to put 100% or 120% of your time in your work. And this past week, I felt it. I felt that I was reaching my limits, to be honest. There was a lot of work, both in marketing and building my products. I was constantly on Twitter, answering people, DMing people, trying to attract people to my virtual co-working space, trying to build new features, and I couldn't disconnect. I've never felt this way, and I I think it, it was really, really bad on Wednesday last week, and I, I did a little recording with my phone, and I will, I will show it to you now. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, I've been finding quite hard for me to disconnect lately. Uh, it seems that everything is work and uh, that uh, I have to make money. <laughs> I have to come up with a salary or something close to a salary. And I, I just cannot sleep properly i'm always thinking about it and there's always stuff to do i mean you cannot stop uh, or i mean you have to force it you, you can stop but you have to force it because there's always stuff to do it's not like you can reach the end of the day and said okay i've done everything i could no there's always something to do yeah i guess that's the problem i feel that i should do everything i can to make money to make this work to make my bootstrapping career work and um, everything I can do is just too much and uh, I don't know I'm feeling really overwhelmed completely overwhelmed that I I cannot do anything else I cannot hang out with my friends or um, take care of the house you know normal household chores and it's it's a bit too much to be honest I'm getting a bit scared with this <sighs> I don't know Yeah, just by hearing this now, I, I feel I feel the chills. I, I remember how I felt back then. And I I guess it, it's a really weird because normally when you get addicted to something, it's because you like it. And for me, when I first heard the word workaholic, I never thought that you could be addicted to work because back then, work was something that I guess you're not supposed to enjoy. And now that I'm doing this... and I have to be honest, I love it. I love to be an entrepreneur. I love to build my own products. So it's very easy for me to get caught up in the workload. And there's always work to do. You know this feeling, I guess when I was working for for Trivago or for Weekend, the, the startup I worked at, I could reach home and disconnect. I could reach the end of the day and know that I actually finished everything I had to do that day. But when you are bootstrapping, there's always stuff to do. Always. And you don't have the time to finish it all. 
So I always felt that every little minute of my life, I should either be taking care of myself to the minimum or I should be working. And because there's always stuff to do. What I was saying in this recording is that I couldn't really disconnect and anything else seemed very hard for me to do. I couldn't do the dishes. I couldn't go buy something that is important for my house or being with the people I love because my mind was only thinking about work, about work. And when I recorded that that little recording that you just heard, I was really feeling bad. I don't know. I felt that, that something would, would happen and I would have a breakdown or something. So I shut off the laptop and I, I called a friend and we were chatting for a little bit and um, that really helped. And then I went out, I've been with some friends and I forced myself to disconnect. And since then I had a couple of chats with some people and they recommend me to really establish boundaries because in the end of the day, you are the most important asset of your business Without you, the business will not work. So it's really important to establish boundaries and to have a clear schedule. Take some time to for yourself. Take some time for your friends. Take some time for being healthy. And uh, I know that's very hard. And as I'm saying this, I know that I have to work on it because it's not something that I can just say, okay, I'll stop working because it's always in my mind. But you really have to force yourself to stop and what i've done already in the beginning of this week to do so is i went back to the gym to see if i could enroll in some kickboxing classes or some to do some exercise unfortunately it's still not open but i will definitely find something and i also went for a co-working space i found a co-working space nearby and this is already good because it forces me to get out of my house get out of this little work bubble and go and interact with other people and I, I'm feeling much better now, I have to be honest. I hope this doesn't reach this point anymore. I will also try to meditate. I, I will really force myself to stop and to just get out of the house. Because now house for me means work. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's true. So I really have to get out of the house and do other stuff, put the phone away, and I will immediately feel better. So I really recommend, if you're going to the same, I recommend you to also do this. So this was the lifestyle of an entrepreneur segment and let's now go to the update on my project segment of this podcast and this week i was mostly working on the podcast and working on the virtual co-working space and for the virtual co-working space i'm actually creating something that i'm super excited about which is a virtual room and uh, I created two of them. I created one which is a workroom and another one which is a break room. And the idea of the workroom is for people just to work on their own stuff together with other bootstrappers. And I had my first experience doing that this week. So what we actually do is we set up a timer, the room as a timer that is a kind of a shared timer. So everyone basically runs by the same clock so to say and we tried to do the pomodoro approach so we set a timer for let's say 25 minutes and we all work in our 
businesses, in our products, whatever tasks we are doing. And we are super focused. If we have two screens, one of the screens shows basically everyone working and the other screen is basically your work. And then after 25 minutes, we just chat for a little bit and uh, we have a little break and then we go back to work. And I know it's, it's a bit weird. It's even for me, like it didn't make too much sense to do this. But especially if you are alone working from home and you have no company, this makes all the difference because it's really like you are working in the office with another person and it really helps. And then we also have the break room, which I've used more. I guess it's a more natural room to use because the idea is that you just go there, you bring a coffee or something and you just chat and I'm always there. And every time someone joins, I'm super happy to have a conversation. And since I'm an extrovert, it really energized me to have conversations with people and all the members are amazing. So I really love, and I hope that this concept of virtual office starts growing and people start using it much more. Besides that, I've also been working quite a lot on marketing. I sent a lot of DMs to try to get people to join our co-working space. And I got very good results with my Twitter recently, which made me really happy. I got more than 30 followers in the last week, which is crazy for me. I'm now at 327 followers. And 30 of these followers were gained by creating memes from Dagobert. And if you don't remember, Dagobert is the founder of Logology. I interviewed him, I think, one month ago. And back then he had, I guess, 3K followers. And now he just reached 9K followers, which is amazing in one month. This is really, really great. And he's considered to be the meme lord on Twitter because he's very good at meme marketing. And every day he shares a meme about bootstrapping and entrepreneurism. And everyone knows him for that. And his memes are hilarious. And this week he extended a challenge to everyone and said, now it's time for me to become a meme. So you can just create memes about me. And of course, I took that opportunity to do so. And I did it just for fun. I basically took his profile picture, I removed the background and did a couple of memes that are somehow related to him because I already know him, I follow him on Twitter of course and I interviewed him and the memes had very good success, probably the best tweets I've ever made with a lot of likes and this brought me a lot of followers. I think just by doing so I got 30 new followers, so thank you Dagobert. And it's really funny because memes started as a joke, right? Meme is a humorous way of joking about a certain situation, but nowadays they are a serious marketing tool. They are probably taught on marketing courses, I, I don't know, but that's kind of the way how Dagobert was able to grow his audience and his personal brand. So I thought, okay, it's time to learn from the best because I wanted to know and learn how to make the best memes and I want you, the listener, to also use this method to grow your audience. So I chatted with Dagobert. I had a lovely conversation with him asking how can we become meme lords and I will share this conversation with you right now. We didn't add much time, so there's no introduction. I'll just get to it. Let's go. So for instance, you, you when you did that little uh, joke and, and told us to start memeing, uh, using you as a meme, you know, 
just by yeah. doing that, I got like 30 followers, you know? Oh, so, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but um, it's like, you can see that you are creating a brand, a personal brand. And it's really, it really sucks that Twitter doesn't give you the full control over your audience. But to be honest, no other social platform does, right? So that's, that's a silly thing about social platforms, in my opinion. What do you mean about full control? I mean, you have... 9, 9k followers but they control your reach still right like oh yeah definitely. all of them want to see you or maybe maybe not all of them but let's say even 5k wants to actually actively follow you but twitter yeah, yeah. doesn't allow you unless you have a perfect tweet kind of thing right yeah i mean but you know i feel like i'm not mad at this because that's actually why i could grow so quickly is that even when I had like 200 followers, uh, so it was six months ago and I started, well, uh, if I just had a really, I mean, if I just had like a couple people engaging with my tweets, so let's say like less mm -hmm. than 10 people uh, liking my tweets from my followers, and but the tweet was good, then it could get viral. And that's yeah, how true. I grew so quickly initially is that uh, now the key is to have just for people looking to do the same, the key is to have some engagement very quickly. So like a few friends, like let's say 10 likes uh, from people who follow you and who really like your stuff. And then use a keyword, like like from a topic, like marketing or startup or entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's for me, but it can be like, you know, design, it can be right. uh, cars, uh, whatever topic you're into. And then what happens is if you have a tiny, even if you have, because that, that happened to me. I, I remember I had 500 followers and I was getting crazy viral tweets because I had like very high engagement from the few followers I had. And right. then I was using a keyword which made me trending in the topic, like business topics. Mm -hmm. And then everybody could see my tweets and I grew super fast and I was having tons of impressions. Right. So like I, I remember like my, my best tweet like in I think Jul uh, July. So I had like 500 people and it was like 80k impressions and Whoa. i mean for me that was like 80k uh, yeah, a lot you yeah. know that that's amazing like and what i think that's the reason why i'm not like i mean that's the reason i'm successful right now is because of this is because it's open to anyone basically even if you just True. have a tiny following True. if you make good tweets and especially if you engage with people so you have a good relationship yeah. with a few people and then you use a keyword to be in a topic then you mm -hmm. can explode even if you have a tiny following. It's yeah. amazing. You know, you are so open. You you invest a lot of your time as well. There. So all of your followers were earned by you, right? So it's not oh. only the platform, it's your work. In a way. And, oh, yeah, uh, I appreciate that. You know, it's, it's actually surprising to me that it's unique uh, because I just started and I, I don't know, like I just started having good tweets that got a bit, of popularity like so that was in last july so uh, less than mm -hmm. 500 followers and i don't know like i'm just so grateful for people uh commenting or reacting mm -hmm. i was just so grateful about it and so happy to also connect with other people on twitter who were successful and giving me you know being nice with me so i wanted to be nice you know uh, in mm -hmm. return to them like it's just like a natural thing to me like it just seemed like I mean, somebody is giving a shit enough about my tweet to reply and say something like whether it's just like supportive or encouraging or insightful. And yeah. I just feel like I feel pain if I don't reply because I'm like, 
<laughs> I feel like if I just like the reply, it's just like putting me in a position of power over yeah. them that I don't really appreciate. I don't like that. But then I started looking and I saw like a lot of people. And I think that's why they're not successful on Twitter. Uh, they treat Twitter like kind of like a TED talk. It, they're just like coming here on yeah, stage true. and saying kind of like inspiring shit. And then they'll, they leave. And even if you comment on their stuff, they're just going to like it and say nothing. And they're just going to be like, yeah, okay, I'm the star of the show. And it's funny because these people, even some of these people have tons of followers, but they don't have engagement. Exactly. Like, yeah. And, and, and I'm like, and, and I think they don't even know what they're missing out on. Because as I said, like I noticed when I had only 2000 followers, I had way more engagement than even tons of people with 50K already mm -hmm. when I was just at 2000. Exactly, exactly. And you become part of uh, our 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 life somehow. And, uh, you know, that's why you become a meme because we kind of know you and we know what you stand for, what, what are the things that you teach us. And, and that's why it was also so easy for us to, to memeify you. <laughs> yeah, and you actually did, I think... You did one of the best ones because you did one that wasn't about marketing. That was about me uh, trying to reply to everyone when exactly. I sleep. And it's literally why I lost sleep at some point over a few few weeks ago. Now I have a better system that I yeah. set up so I feel better. But it was spot on, man. It was very, very funny. That you, did you know, that. and it's also that it, I, I kind of figured because I was feeling the same. And last week was the same. I was like, I couldn't disconnect. I was yeah. always thinking Twitter, I have to answer people, I'm growing, I need to grow, I need to grow. And and then I, I saw you with, you know, 900 follow, 9k followers yeah. and answering everyone and I could only I could only imagine what what are you feeling, you know, because you have to you're probably always thinking about it also because it was such a huge growth. In in one month you got what 5k followers something like this. So you must be feeling also the pressure of yeah. having to to perform and having to deliver great tweets and great answers, no? You know, definitely. And so there, there's, there's many parts of it of like writing the tweets. Mm -hmm. uh, and I tried like, like last week, I felt so bad because I tried to do marketing. So Twitter, Twitter, basically, and also building my product at the same time. And I was miserable because I was just trying to make Twitter super effect efficient. So I was mm. spending a tiny bit of time and I noticed, and so I wasn't on Twitter that much, but I was, I, I was kind of like there everywhere, but always disconnecting for working on something else also. Mm. And what I noticed is I had no idea for, for tweets anymore because I wasn't connected to kind of like the community and the people. And I wasn't inspired to write stuff or to create memes. I was lacking mm. all my inspiration that I usually have because I disconnected from people. And so mm. now I'm changing. Now I'm like, I'm going to do one week where I do Twitter full time. So this is this week right now. Okay. Like this week I'm doing Twitter all the time. So I'm just spending all my time on Twitter. So it, I mean, except today where I have my meetings, but What I do is I try to have so much momentum that I'm going to write tweets for two weeks. So I have, so I write the tweets for this week and also for the next one. Okay. And, but like inspired by being active on Twitter all the time this week. And then that way, my hope is that next week I can just like spend a couple hours. So just like literally two hours in the morning 
to you know reply to people and interact mm -hmm. with people and then be done with it and have the rest of the day to work on other stuff so today we i also want to speak with you about something that it's really important and something that you are known for which is to be the meme lord yeah uh, because you do the best memes on twitter at least in in our scope in bootstrapping and okay. and uh, And it's also kind of one of the reasons, I guess, why you grow and meme marketing. Meme started as a joke, right? In the, in the yeah. beginning. And now meme is actually a tool. It's an amazing tool for people to grow their uh, social media presence, their brand awareness, etc. And uh, it's funny because I was checking here your tweets. And uh, from, I guess, your meme started only in July because I was trying to see in June and there were no memes. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I started, yeah. So tell me about it. Like, when did you start making your first meme and why? I had started realizing that Twitter could be good for growth. You know, what we said earlier, like in mm -hmm. June. And so I started writing tweets. And at right. the beginning, I didn't do memes. I was just doing text tweets. And as I got more comfortable, I, you know, just like you said, I started to feel more like it was a family with people. Mm -hmm. I started to have a few actual friends on Twitter exactly. that I made. And so, you know, I mean, when I'm at parties, like in real life, like when I'm at parties, I'm always the guy cracking jokes. Like I make like a hundred jokes, like during the night, like every time some, there's an opportunity to, to make fun of something, uh, yeah, I yeah. do it, you know, and that's, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy who does that at parties all the time, always trying to be witty and funny. And so, you know, it came very naturally to me to be like, oh, let's make jokes. And, and, and I was loving memes from other communities like i see i used to spend a lot of time on uh you know reddit and stuff where like you have tons of memes and it was always cracking me up and so i was like you know i'm just gonna try to make a few ones about what i'm going through and i started and the first few ones were unsuccessful like always because they were like kind of clumsy yeah uh, and then but then you know i think the key is like most everything with the uh, building a startup or creating whatever is to be persistent. And so what's funny is for, so even when I started in July, most memes weren't getting nearly as much traction as my text tweets, but like way less traction, way less interesting to people, way less impressions. Okay. But you know, initially I keep, I kept doing it because the few friends from my family, like you said, from Twitter, uh, you mm -hmm. know, my Twitter family, Right. actually really enjoyed it and like oh it's cracking me up i love it uh, you know so like it was encouraging me to keep going but i was like actually thinking you know it's i'm just doing it because it's fun to to have fun with friends and you yeah. know my twitter family but it's not it's not helping me at all like it's just like it's making me look ridiculous it's not making me grow <laughs> you know but i just kept going and so You know, I don't know. Like, it's it's funny that you say, like, um, like people say, and people have said that to me now, that I'm like the startup uh, meme lord or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I love that. And at the same time, I'm like, you know, I don't even think I do the best memes because uh, I see tons of people from my friends who do really great ones also. Mm -hmm. But I think the difference is I just committed to do one every day. And I committed to that, like, in July. And I've done, I think I'm on a streak of like 150 days or something. Uh, and wow. I'm just making one meme. I mean, I'm making them ahead of time, but I'm just having this schedule of like, I have one meme every day. Uh, and and that's it. And, and now people know me for that. But I don't even 
So obviously, because I do so many memes, I'm bound to have really good ones. But I have some that don't get much traction, you know, yeah, like everyone. Course. And so, so what's funny is that it's a good lesson in it's not necessarily about being the best. It's just like doing it every day. And then people remember right? you. And now when people think of startups memes, you know, a lot of people are going to think of me. But it's just because I did one meme every day. Like if, if you start doing one meme every day about one topic, you know, well, in six months, people will think you're that guy. So how... I'm trying to think like what are, what are the questions also that other people because my idea is that people listen to this and they will also be able to somehow replicate this meme marketing. Yeah. And so let's go through your process of building a meme. Do you go to these kind of meme generators websites? Yeah. So my process is I go to imageflip.com. Okay. Uh, it's a meme generator site, and they also have the best thing about it is you can explore the templates very freely. So you can just okay. explore everything, see the memes that people did and which one are popular. So it gives you tons of ideas mm -hmm. and then you can just, you know, so that's, I mean, most of my memes started that way, like the first hundred. Now it's a bit more advanced, but like, because I need to find new templates. So now it's like a crazy thing where I explore for like images that nobody used before. So you just, you don't have the idea first? So you, you start with a oh, template? No, no, no. Yeah, I don't start with the idea. I start with the templates and the templates, Uh, is usually giving me the idea, kind of. Okay. So you go to the imageflip.com and... Uh... Yeah, you go to imageflip uh, homepage and right. then you go to, on the right-hand side, you have a sidebar and you have popular memes and you can click uh, mm -hmm. all memes. And that's basically where I go. Like I go to all memes and then I pick one. Okay. And when you pick one, you see all the captions that people have done for it. Uh, and it gives me tons of ideas, you know. So I start with like a meme that that I feel is interesting. Then okay. I click and I look at what everybody's done for it. And, you know, it's pretty straightforward to find an idea that's going to work for what you want to talk about. Like, right. I don't have a, a better way to say it than just go there and you'll have ideas after browsing. Mm -hmm. I usually browse for like a ton of time before having one and then it gets going and then I can get tons of ideas quickly. <laughs> But you usually take like, you know, 30 minutes or an hour of browsing and then you start fi finding ideas. How much time does it take for you to make a meme? So I would say on average, because like it depends, but I would say, because sometimes I'm just going to be super inspired. I'm going to do 10 in an hour and then I'm going to struggle to do one. So okay. I would say on average, it's like, yeah, 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And um, do, did you like figure out that there is a template that works best than others? What is like your favorite templates that always perform well? Uh, well, I try to change templates every time. I think I only use the same template once. Really? Uh, Why? I try to always change because, well, because it's easier for me to get ideas because, mm -hmm. you know, I, okay. I just can, it's easier for me to twist what I'm saying to adapt to a new context. So I always try to find a new template. Okay. Uh, And that's why now, since I've done so many, I'm just spending so much time on websites looking for things that are not even templates, but just like crazy pictures and seeing how I can, you know, uh, make Got a so, out of it. So now you are making your own templates. It depends. That's but yeah, from time to time now I do that. What is like the topic that works best? And what is like maybe two other tips that you think, okay, these are the things I think, that normally you know, I think best. if you're doing for bootstrappers, I think... What you need to do is you need to find what inspires you. So what I would say is is hang out in Bootstrapper's community. So whether it's Twitter or Indie Hackers or Reddit or whatever community you're a part of, 
hang out and notice what people struggle with, what's like right. a ridiculous thing that people do or something that's, mm-hmm. you know, that you can make fun of or whatever, right. or that you experience. And then that's Yourself. it. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I would just start from there. Like I would just start from the experience. And then, you know, I mean, basically you need to be, because as I said earlier, I'm inspired when I'm uh, embedded into the community. Like when I spend so much time on Twitter, I start to really get ideas from the community because I just spend mm-hmm. so much time interacting with people. So I start noticing automatically what people are talking about, what's bothering right. people, you know, what's funny, what's not. And so eventually I just uh, go to the meme generator and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do one with this one. I'm going to do one with this okay. one. So yeah, I think my main tip is like, you're going to get, because it's all about observation. So the more time you spend with, uh, within the community, the more time you spend with people, mm-hmm. the better observations you will make. Uh, and also the more things you experience, you know, by doing the bootstrappers journey, the more you have stuff to, to talk about, right. you know, cause it's basically a meme. It's just like a super condensed version of like a tweet or a blog post. It's just like a, an observation. It's just like a, in a fun and super short way, yeah. but it's the same kind of like source material, which is your own experience or like talking with tons of yeah, people. Yeah. And yeah, the best memes are the ones that you kind of identify with it. You're like, Oh, this is so right. And it makes you laugh and it makes you laugh at your own misery. Yeah. So to say, you know, you'd be like, yeah, uh, marketing yeah. is shit. Uh, it yes, is. And at bro. the same time, you know, <laughs> I, it's hard to know what the best memes are. I mean, I tweet memes every day. And sometimes I think so, even now, I think something is going to be awesome and people don't relate to it. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's just like a kind of like I, had, I was running out of ideas. So I did that one, but that's like pretty weak. And then it gets viral. To summarize, consistency is key. Do it every day and people will kind of connect you with the meme lord. Social listening, listen to your audience and see what they are talking about and be genuine and speak about your, it needs to come from the heart. And yeah. uh, and that's the kind of the two main topics, right? Yeah, that's it. That's the idea. Cool. So to, to sum things up, you are also doing a website where you're going to showcase all of your memes, right? Yeah, I'm going to do that pretty soon. Yeah, I had, uh, okay. I had, I had to prioritize Black Friday this week because I'm doing a promo for that. But bef- like as soon as it's over, I'm going to build the, the meme site. So it's going to be all my memes. And I think it can be inspiring. And the hope is that people can just, whenever they want to reply to a tweet, not, not even mine, just like they want to reply to something, they can find something in my startup tweet database <laughs> that's and cool. they can use it. Yeah. That's super, that's super, super cool idea. And that's like a quick uh, challenge to the people that are listening to this. Like try to make a meme and then uh, maybe use a hashtag. What hashtag can they use so that we can find them easily? Maybe it can be like start, startup meme lord. Startup meme lord sounds great. Startup me. meme lord. Okay. Hashtag yeah. startup meme lord. I will also link it in the description of this episode so that you can check it out. Post your memes there and then we'll eval- Is it okay for you? Then we can take yeah, a, yeah, evaluate it. It's, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. You can see our memes. Cool. Dago, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure to speak with you. And I wanted to speak more and more, but man, you're super busy. I completely understand. Yeah, um, that was really fun to talk to you again. Speak soon and maybe we we can do another one soon. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye, man. And this was the conversation I had with Dagobert. I have to say, for someone that has 
9k followers he is super available he's such a nice guy and so open to help the community that it's really motivating for me and uh, it kind of reinstates my faith on humanity <laughs> somehow because even though he is quite big now on twitter is always available always answering everyone's tweets and i think that's really really admirable and we have a challenge for you as you could hear so just create a meme and use the hashtag startup meme lord i will also link it in the description and dagobert and i will evaluate the memes and we'll give you some feedback and maybe we can even set up some kind of prize for the best memes or something i don't know this was very spontaneous during the call so i, I still have to figure out what's going to be the prize and uh, if we're going to do the challenge and so on but just use hashtag startup meme lord with your memes and dagobert and i will be checking them out so we are reaching the end of today's episode it was a quite long one but i think it was really interesting also for you to hear and there's a lot of things also for bootstrappers to learn so i hope you enjoyed it if you want to support this podcast if you think this is valuable for you i don't do any advertisement i don't want to do any advertisement so the only way f to make sure that this podcast will grow and continue to exist is with your support and you can buy me a coffee or better yet you can actually become a member of wannabe entrepreneur and by doing so you get access to our virtual co-working space for bootstrappers it's a place filled with bootstrappers entrepreneurs you can find mentorship you can find motivation and you can find like-minded people that will help you grow your business so the link will be in the description the price is four euros per month which i think it's it's a good price. I know that uh, most of us don't have money, me included, but I think it's really worth it and valuable for everyone to pay this, to get access to this community and to the resources we are sharing in the community. So the link will be in the description. On Thursday, there'll be a great interview and is again about Logology, Dagobert's company, but from his partner and partner in life too, Lucy, perspective she's the designer she's the artist behind logology and we had such an amazing conversation it got really deep and i'm super excited to share it with you so make sure to listen on next thursday besides that make sure to share this podcast with your friends and shoot me a message on twitter the link will also be in the description this was another wannabe entrepreneur see you next thursday